Hi, welcome to The Church Split. My name is Will, and let's talk about a topic that'll definitely split your church, or at least if nothing else, cause some conflict. Now, do me a favor, forgive any weird lighting issues we're having. We are having some sort of lighting problems. I think it's because there's a storm outside, so our lights are whack. So if things are fluxing in and out and you are prone to epilepsy and epileptic seizures, I should say, you might want to turn off the video right now. Otherwise, everyone else stick around and just deal with the annoying flutter. But anyhow, this particular topic, the appearance of evil, is an extremely controversial uh, issue in a lot of circles. Now, for my regular view viewers, I know you probably know I usually read from the English Standard Version, but, uh, I'll, but just for today's video, we're going to be pulling from the King James Version, and that's because that's where we see this particular wording at. Now, for those of you who use this regularly, this, the King James, this will be, you know, it, it won't be unfamiliar to you, but for the rest of you, it might be a little rougher, but it's okay. But because we really want, I want to talk about this. You may have heard this before, and I want to just really flesh this out and take time to teach this properly. So this particular topic has raised a lot of hairs in, in, year, in the last few years, and I think probably, actually, probably longer than that, but especially in America. We see this issue come up a lot here in the West, and what does it mean to abstain from the appearance of evil? In fact, we hear this brought up a lot. I had it brought up to me about last week that you know I made an appearance of evil, and here's the issue with this particular topic is it really puts us at the subjection of other people's views sometimes, right? So now we're constantly having to ask ourselves, is this an appearance of evil? What will this look at, look like, and all these things. And what's funny is, think about it. We have had, how many times have you been having a, a conversation with somebody and you say something and at that particular moment, it's an awkward moment when someone walks into the room at the wrong time of the conversation and they look at you and they go, wait, what? And everyone knows that something happened out of context, but it appeared wrong at the time. Now, is that evil? Is that something we should abstain from? What does this verse actually mean? Can we unlock this? And is it true? Is it the way that people use, the, you know, you can't go to a theater because they don't know what you're watching. That's an appearance of evil. You know, if you crack a joke, that's an appearance of evil because it could come off like you're disrespecting the person. Uh, you know, do you play video games or do you like certain games? I have a whole stack in the back behind this video right now. Because, and is that an appearance of evil because things I could contain in that or move, whatever, music. I, the list goes on and on. I've actually heard before that you shouldn't wear certain types of shirts, colored shirts, because that's that's like a that's a worldly thing of certain styles and all sorts of stuff. It gets really crazy. So I really wanted to take some time to let's let's think about this critically. Let's think about this biblically. Many Christians fail to understand that God is not some legalistic dictator in the sky. Now I know I have some technical people who will say, well, legalism, the technical definition is works-based salvation. Yes, but also you'll notice that that uh, has been expounded upon as well to a strict adherence to a co certain code or conduct. So there is a definitely definitions difference here. We forget the fact though, without a side, that God is a just God. God is not the author of confusion. God does not leave us guessing on what is right and what is wrong. In fact, he lays out plainly what sin is in scripture because to not do so would be unjust of him for him to hold us accountable for something that is sinful when we don't even know. So God, who created language, who wrote down his word, knows clearly how to communicate to mankind, wrote down exclusively what is sinful. So it's really important that we have that mindset when we go into this. So. With the idea of abstain from the appearance of evil, 
If we apply this to such an extreme, it eventually results in us being essentially, let's just be honest, it be as being Amish, right? And I don't wanna talk about Amish too much right now. Clearly you're not Amish if you're watching this video. Technology, right, right, okay. Or living in the woods uh, far away from civilization, you know, because, you know, think about it. Well, if uh, owning a TV, a TV can have evil on it. What will it look like if I own that TV? Well, it should abstain from the appearance of evil and not use it. Okay, what about the internet? Well, same thing. Okay, well, what about cars? People use cars for, for evil stuff all the time. What if, what if I look like a drug dealer driving down to my car because a drug dealer uses one? Where, where do you draw the line? And this is what this was sort of getting me when I was raised in that. I was like, man, where do I draw this line? It seems awfully arbitrary and it seems to, to have ebb and flow. So I think we can actually pull, pull a real biblical uh, line out of this. This. And it might surprise some people who have used this uh, use this as a way of a complete code of conduct in their life. And it might help, you know, bring some understanding to other people who have used this. So anyway, let's use this. So first, let's establish a good Christian walk. You know, before we can discuss the true meaning of this verse, we must first express the importance of a good Christian walk. Matthew 5.13 says this, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. So right here, we are the salt of the earth. We are to bring a new life to the earth. And if, you know, the salt has lost its savor or its flavor, then where will it be salted? How shall it be salted? How will the earth know God if we are not the salt of the earth? So this isn't to say what I'm going to explain about this verse is not to say that you're off the hook from living a Christian life. In fact, I say it's the opposite. I say it's pushing more toward living a Christian life as God has expressed in scripture. And then also the Bible in Revelation 3, 15 through 16, when he's talking to the churches, he says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. And this goes right there. I'd rather you be hot or cold, not lukewarm. It's like coffee. You can either have it hot or cold, but when you pick up the lukewarm, you just it's disgusting, right? So the same concept here. God would rather somebody not be a believer in him at all or be on fire for him, then it's going to be claiming his name while not living it. So there's a big difference here. So know your spiritual temperature and depending on where you're spiritually at um, and depending on how you actually view some things, your view of scripture can be skewed. So it's really important that we do this properly. And so remember, God demands that we honor him and that we live a life that is honorable to him. So with that being said, let's jump into the controversial verse right now. Well, the real reason why you're here, right? You're not here to hear me babble on and preach to you, probably. You're probably here because you're wondering about this verse. So when we read this passage, what does this passage actually mean? So let's let the Bible define itself, all right? Obviously, we hear, we hear the term all the time used. Let's compare scripture with scripture, and that'll help clarify. But let's let the Bible uh, interpret itself. But first, let's quote the verse. First Thessalonians 5.22 says this. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Now, when we read that plainly, when we read that the way we're used to reading, and we read this verse literally, this would really subjugate us to the appearance to the appearance of evil from perspectives of others. What will somebody think, or what would somebody view if they watched you walk inside or go do go talk to somebody at a certain place, or do something, or have a certain item? 
you know, you might not even be using it for evil, but just because it's the appearance of it or someone could possibly skew it as worldly or evil, you should stay away from it. Think about, but that really does subjugate us to the opinions of others. However, Acts 5.29 says this, But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than man. So clearly they're going, look, we don't. And think about what the appearance was to the apostles from the, from the Jews, the, the, the different priests and whatnot. They probably appeared pretty evil to them. In fact, we know they did. That's why they were arresting them. They thought they were speaking blasphemy and heresy. It appeared as evil because to their the subjective views of them, they looked at them as preaching, that, that them preaching Messiah, them preaching Christ, was heresy. So, who was right, who was wrong? Now, of course, we know that the apostles were right. But right there, if we're saying to the appearance of evil, well, I don't want to appear like I'm preaching heresy, so I should avoid it. Where do you draw the line on this? Uh, 1 Thessalonians 2, 4 says this, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. Notice this, not as pleasing man. This is actually the same book that was says, abstain from the appearance of evil. So, okay, am I supposed to please men and care about that, about what people could view me as, or am I not? What's the, what, where's the line here? God doesn't want, and here's the thing, the God, God has never called us to be pleasers of men, to always subjugate ourselves to the subjective views of others. He's only ever called us to his expectation. In fact, what, is this, what does Psalm say? You know, it says, uh, you know, my soul wait upon the Lord for my expectation is from him. My expectation is from God, not from people. Which means if I'm out doing something and I'm doing something completely innocent, and if I'm constantly looking over my shoulder like, okay, I know God wants me to witness to this person, but what will this look like? In fact, I want, oftentimes wonder what it looked like um, to these same people who push this so much were the people that Christ hung out with. And in fact, we have in the 12 disciples alone, there's a tax collector. Wonder what that appeared as. You know, a liar, a thief. You know, you had a zealot in the, in the 12 disciples too. Is that an appearance of evil? Who they're associating with? What if I want to go witness to somebody and I know I could always find them in the same bar? In fact, I know that there's a person I, I can always meet with at a certain bar, which I have. What does that appear as? Well, am I trying to please God or people? Look, I'm just saying if you see a fellow brother in Christ doing something like going to a bar and the first thing you think of is that there's some evil drunkard, you might actually be the one with the problem for a second there, right? Because you don't know their motive. You don't know what's going on there. You're just assuming something. And the Bible talks very carefully about us not being presumptuous on such things. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's read this entire passage in context and what the entire book of Thessalonians is trying to say. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 through 23 says this, Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying, which is speaking truth. Prove all things. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Notice this. Sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Notice how the entire passage here is only talking about sanctifying and living a good Christian life. And it says not to quench the spirit, despise not truthful speech. And he says to prove all things. And I really find it funny that it says prove all things, which means to try all things, make sure that they are all, all things are truthful, right? Prove it. But I think it's really funny how people take abstain from the appearance of evil, the subjective, man, this could appear as evil to someone. They take that and they run with it. But right before that, it says prove all things. You have to prove that it's evil before you can say that it's an appearance of evil for one, right? You have to prove that it's evil before you can say that it's an appearance of evil. So that's a problem right there. But that that is with the idea that that is exactly what this means, that this must mean abstaining from the subjective views of people. But notice that he brings the focus to being blameless as well. Well, of course, someone could really go, well, that still appeared as that. So if you avoided it, then you would be, if you avoid it, you'll be blameless. Well, not necessarily that either. But what really cleared this up for me was the Greek. The Greek word, Ido, Edo, however you want to say that, could mean to see or to perceive, which is the way you know, a lot of uh, people who are King James onlyist or people who read this verse in the King James might interpret it, which is to perceive with the eyes or the senses. So, you know, we, we see it used like this in Luke 3.22, 5.27, 2 Corinthians 5. But then there's a second definition for this. And we actually have, we use it this way as well, which is not just to perceive, but also can be to notice, to discern, or to discover. So to abstain from all ido of evil could mean the perceptions of others or abstain from all discernment of evil. Now let's discern that which is right and wrong or discovery of evil. This helps clear it up because this also can mean to know or to acknowledge the same word. Now let me ask you this. Knowing that God only cares about our expectation to him, his clear truth, his clear law, to know that, that that is the way God sees things. He's not the author of confusion. He lays plainly what sin is out, what sin is in his scripture, tells us constantly not to worry about the opinions of men, but only the opinions of God. What makes more sense? That God would tell us to now abstain from all subjective appearances or perceptions of man, or that God says to abstain from all to know, all that to know of evil. I would say it makes sense to know. In fact, that's why every other translation says abstain from all forms of evil or abstain from knowing all evil. Because it, it takes that word and gets rid of, it doesn't say appearance because it's getting misinterpreted. Now, here's the thing. So let me use some of my, I, for those of you guys who don't know, I, I am uh, an interpreter with, for the deaf. I am an interpreter for the deaf, although I can't speak English, apparently. Anyway, so the thing is, to put it in sign language forms, it might help with the visual aid. It's not abstain from the appearance of evil. It's abstain from the appearance of evil. When evil appears, abstain from it. Avoid the evil when it comes. If the evil shows up, run from it. Not the subjective views of somebody else. Because again, 
Where do you draw the line? If you think it truly means what it could appear as to everyone else, then who do you believe when one person says that it looked fine and the other person says it looked evil? And you can't tell me that when you have pushed this verse to mean that, that you've not been put in that position before, where someone interpreted something you did was wrong when someone else says it's right. And then if you flip-flop it, then those same people would say the opposite. You can't tell me that's never happened to you. It gets confusing. It gets muddy. It gets wrong. And think about it. So if going into a movie theater, for example, I use this as an extreme because I, I hear this brought up. If going into a movie theater is an appearance of evil from somebody's view, but yet going into Walmart isn't, because think about it, Walmart sells things that Christians don't agree with. Walmart participates in things that we don't agree with. So why is that we draw the line, we say this is definitely an appearance of evil, but this over here, oh, it's okay. That doesn't make sense. If we're so supposed to abstain from all outward appearances of evil, then it means that we're supposed to avoid all of it. Well, I can't go to Walmart. I can't go outside my very doors, essentially, because everything has evil usually attached to it because we live in a fallen world. So you can't actually apply this consistently. Instead, what you end up doing is you cherry pick the things that you like or you don't like. And that's not what this verse means, though. This verse simply means abstain from the appearance when evil appears Abstain from all of that. When evil appears, abstain from it. Because God is not unfair. He has made very clear what is sin and what is not sin. Plus, like I said, if you're actually living your life in honor to God and abstaining from sin, then your appearance slash testimony will reflect a Christ-like spirit, solving the problem altogether. But let me remind you now and charge you all with the same duty, which is simply to honor Christ. This, this situation will just completely dissolve if we just all choose to honor Christ. But remember, this verse does not mean the subjective appearances of others because you would never, ever be able to live that consistently and you will never, ever be able to fulfill that in any way. You could be a completely sin-free person, but no matter what, you will look like you're probably associating with something if, depending on how extreme you take that. So it simply means to avoid every evil when it appears. That's what the verse meant back even in 1611 when the King James was written. But later on, translators have changed that wording because they realized that people were getting confused with how that was being worded. In short, this verse is not referring to the appearance of evil, but the appearance of evil. Very, very different. I you know, let me, and here's the thing is it, this is so much clearer and so much more concise with the rest of scripture. It actually makes more sense to God with God, like being as clear and not as clear and concise as he is. This actually does him, it does him a disservice to say that we're subject, subject, subjugating ourselves to the opinions and perceptions constantly of others. So with that being said, Go ahead and like or dislike the video if you, you think I'm speaking heresy here. Leave a comment below. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know if you think this very video is an appearance of evil. And if somebody disagrees or agrees with me, uh, you know, whatever. Just send this video. We're trying to grow the channel. It is growing steadily. We appreciate everything. And uh, my name is Will. This has been The Church Split.